Good evening, Dumb Nation, episode 301. Tonight, what are we talking about? We're talking about the China virus, MiG-29 fulcrums, gas station prices. What in the name of God do they all have in common? That's easy, folks. Tombstone the movie. Navy veteran Matt Spear presents Don't Unfriend Me. Brutally honest. Experience matters. Facts, not feelings. To the point. And always direct. No safe spaces. You can agree or disagree. You can love him. You can hate him. Just don't unfriend him. Sit back. Relax. Don't Unfriend Me starts right now. Welcome to Don't Unfriend Me again. Who am I and what do I do? My name is Matt Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me. The dummies, I love my dummies. It's the Don't Unfriend Me. It's an acronym. Don't take offense. If you do take offense, I understand. But if you don't, go ahead and follow me at Don't Unfriend Me Show. You can also follow me on Getter and Twitter at The Dumb Show. I don't know why. They have less characters, whatever. That's just what they do. Let's get to the show tonight and get this puppy started. It appears my hypocrisy knows no bounds. That's not a good Doc Holiday. It's almost like a mixture of Ronald Reagan. Well, uh, it appears my hypocrisy has no, no, wait, knows, no. Nancy, what the hell is the line? Knows no bounds. Appears my hypocrisy has no bounds. I sit here eating breakfast from 300,000 yards from 400,000 Cubans who are trained to kill me. So don't think you can come down. All right. Anyway, whatever. This isn't going to work tonight. I don't have my Johnny Ringo or Doc Holiday voice. Let's see if I can do this. Well, Johnny Ringo looks like someone just walked all over your grave. <laughs> no, that's not it. Why does the left make my job so damn hard? Do you know how long it takes to drudge up video articles, snippets, and the painstaking effort of trying to offer an original take on today's topics or voices? It's exhausting. Not like tuberculosis and staying up all night playing cards with big nose Kate exhausting, but exhausting nonetheless. Tonight, I want to talk about the leftist narrative that has reared its ugly head over the last decade or so. Manufactured outrage and the do as I say, not as I do double standard. Let's take two examples. One, on the media's spin on using the term China virus or the Wuhan virus, and another is Poland donating MiG-29 fulcrums to the Ukrainians by proxy to Ukraine through the U.S. First, let's begin with the following. You remember when the media went absolutely crazy over Donald Trump using the term China or Wuhan virus, and Donald Trump expertly diverted the trap with a flat-out no and made the reporter look like a simpleton by stating the obvious. It's from China. Watch this. Not this. This. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? A lot of it comes say from it's China. racist. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. That's why. 
comes from China. I want to be accurate. Yeah, please, John. I have a great, I have great love for all of the people from our country. But as you know, China tried to say at one point, maybe they stopped now, that it was caused by American soldiers. That can't happen. It's not going to happen. Not as long as I'm president. It comes from China. China. Now, I could tell you that all crime went up in America during the coronavirus. I can also tell you that proportionally, other racial demographics saw an increase as well, including Caucasians. In fact, what was considered hate crimes were not always hate crime, but hateful comments or inappropriate language for civilized people. It doesn't make it right. But 3,800 cases reported in a year doesn't necessarily turn us into the Third Reich in a nation of over 326 million. Stupid people do stupid things. Calling a virus by the origin for which it came is nothing new. But we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. The media already did that for us. We will go into one and maybe a little bit more in a minute about that. What about the hypocrisy I mentioned? Since the media not only created the bandwagon and narrative about the backlash towards Asian American citizens, they decided to drive the bus over anyone who used it, or in simple terms, anyone who was a Trump supporter, instantly became a xenophobe. Does that mean that the media moguls condemned its use and damned those that were stricken to the lower rings of hell for partaking in this mortal sin? Well, not exactly. In fact, not at all. The leftist, leftist media used it more than any other conservative station or talk show combined. Let's listen. This is all happening at a time that we're starting to see a message shift here because you're starting to hear the Republicans, especially Trump Co., calling it the Wuhan or the Chinese coronavirus. They're looking for someone to blame. Concern is growing this morning over an outbreak of a new SARS-like virus in China. At least six people have died from the Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The 34-year-old ophthalmologist diagnosed Saturday with the Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan virus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. What more can you tell us about the similarities or differences between SARS and the Wuhan coronavirus? The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus in China. The Wuhan uh, coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. From the Wuhan. Uh, coronavirus. Wuhan coronavirus. Fears continue to grow over the outbreak of the Wuhan coronavirus. Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. We have new information about how the Wuhan coronavirus is spread. Tying coronavirus to China and Chinese people isn't just a racist dog whistle. It's a whole racist orchestra. It's a mighty, mighty racist boss tone. I hear Stephen Miller in this foreign virus setting up Travel bans for the outside invasion of the disease? That's not the, the way Chinese coronavirus yeah, that they've th been that's not The first U.S. case of Chinese coronavirus. The Chinese coronavirus. Uh, this is coming as the Chinese coronavirus. China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus. Outbreak anxiety. The death toll nearly doubles in China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus. Just how bad is China's coronavirus crisis? China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus. China's coronavirus. China's coronavirus. China's coronavirus. China's coronavirus. Concerns about the China uh, coronavirus. 
virus. Uh, it's going to come across to a lot of Americans as smacking of a xenophobia, uh, right. to use that kind of term. Media drives me insane. There's no Doc Holiday reference that I could come up with. Let's be clear. Here are 17 other diseases named after populations or places. How about the West Nile virus named after the West Nile district of Uganda discovered in 1937? How about the Guinea worm named by European explorers for the Guinea coast of West Africa in the 1600s? The Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Ooh. Named after the mountain range spreading across Western North America, first recognized in 1896 in Idaho. How about Lyme disease? Named after a large outbreak of the disease occurred in Lyme and Old Lyme, Connecticut in the 1970s. The Ross River fever, named after a mosquito found to cause the disease in the Ross River of Queensland, Australia by the 1960s. The first major outbreak occurred in 1928. How about the Omsk? hemorrhagic fever, named after its 1940 discovery in Omsk, Russia. Ebola hemorrhagic fever, named in 1976 from the Ebola River in Zaire, located in Central Africa. Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, MERS, also known as camel flu. MERS was first reported in Saudi Arabia in 2012, and all cases are linked to those who traveled to the Middle Eastern Peninsula. Valley Fever. Valley Fever earned its nickname from the 1930s outbreak in the San Joaquin Valley of California, though its first case came from Argentina. Marburg virus disease, named after Marburg, Germany in 1967. How about the norovirus, named after Norwalk, Ohio, after an outbreak in 68. The Zika fever, first discovered in 1947 and named after Zika forest in Uganda. The Japanese encephalitis, named after its first case in Japan in 1871. German measles, named after the German doctors who first described it in the 18th century. The disease is also sometimes referred to as rubella. Spanish flu, while the true origin of the Spanish flu remain unknown, the disease earned its name after Spain began to report deaths from the flu in its newspaper. And the Lassau fever, named after the being found in Lassau, Nigeria in 1969. And last but not least, Legionnaire's disease, named in 1976, following an outbreak of people contracting the lung infection after attending an American Legion convention in Philadelphia. Attending an American Legion convention in Philadelphia is about the only thing Philadelphia has been known for ever since. Certainly not their sports teams. Flyers suck. Sorry. I hope you appreciate the effort that went into this. But why are we talking about old news? Well, let's dive into the manufactured outrage and the do's and the do as I say and the not as I do comparison. Currently, Russia is invading Ukraine. No, seriously. If you didn't fall off a turnip truck last night, of course you are aware. Anti-Russian sentiment is at an all-time high. And if Putin keeps bombing maternity hospitals, yeah, look that one up, it's going to get even higher. According to the Institute of Modern Russia in 2011, the Russian-American population is estimated to be 3.13 million and is certainly higher than since that data was collected 11 years ago. But most importantly, the Democrats have found a clever way to pin the tail on the Ruski, so to speak. You see, the Biden administration has attempted to woo the despotic leaders of Iran, Saudi Arabia, and Venezuela to pump more oil, as opposed to taking steps to boost domestic production as Russia's invasion of Ukraine disrupts energy markets. 
The Biden administration has been busy changing its narrative about high gas prices after promising a couple of weeks ago to work like the devil to address rising gas prices, even though they say the president doesn't control prices. Now they intend to lay the blame at the devil's door, the Russian people. So now we have the aptly named Russian gas crisis. Wait a second. How? What? Isn't that right? Watch this. Russia's responsible. Interesting. Selective outrage. Who knew, right? Folks, welcome to Coming Full Circle. The Russians are responsible for raising gas prices, huh? Well, that's really interesting. This chart shows something completely different. It shows that gas prices went from $2.12 in November of 2020, you know, when Bush lost the election, and are now at $4.25 national average as of today. This chart also shows the hockey stick increase over the last two months and long before this 20-day-old invasion started. Nice try, Joe. I am sure we'll be listening to rising hate crimes against Russian Americans soon from your administration and the media. Make sure to add it all to Trump supporters' resumes as well. The Russian gas crisis brought to you by the people who brought you Trump supporters cling to guns or religion. Basketful of deplorables, the unvaccinated virus, the Trump supporter virus, insurrectionists, the uneducated, the racist, the xenophobics, the homophobics, the sexist, defund the police, or who can forget you are either with us or against us. Now let's talk about planes. Poland's foreign ministry announced on Tuesday that it was ready to deploy its MiG-29 jets to Ramstein Air Base in Germany and put them at the disposal of the United States. It urged other members of the alliance that had other such aircraft to do the same. The U.S. State Department's number three diplomat said the Polish proposal caught the United States by surprise. Quote, to my knowledge, it wasn't pre-consulted with us that they planned to give these planes to us. State Department Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs Victoria Nolan told a Senate Foreign Relations Committee hearing earlier this week. So I think that actually was a surprise move by the polls, she said. Now, not only is that news to me, but to the Polish government as well. I've obtained a document that is not being circulated around the web readily. Thank God for the Freedom of Information Act. Within this documented, dated, document dated March 8, 2022, the Intelligence Select Committee sent a letter to the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, expressing their concern over the Polish-Soviet era aircraft that was to be delivered by Poland to Ukraine in exchange for the gift of MiG-29s. The U.S. would replace them with F-16 fighting falcons. The timing and logistics were taking too long, and the memo specifically states the morning before Poland said this, by working to transfer aircraft to Ukraine swiftly, the United States and or NATO allies can continue to demonstrate our staunch support for Ukraine's democracy and sovereignty. So in other words, 
The U.S. dragged its heels. Biden and his administration left Poland hanging, in essence left the Ukraine hanging, and now the one thing Ukrainians need is a no-fly zone and planes to fly them in, leaving them inert to stop Putin's constant air bombardment. Sounds like Afghanistan 2.0, right? The blatant lie that we didn't know about is just another string of failures by this administration. Maybe if Ukraine had these planes, we would be seeing a different result. Maybe civilians wouldn't be needlessly murdered. Maybe the Iron Column could have been flattened by bombing runs. Maybe children's hospitals and maternity clinics wouldn't be shelled. For a party that supposedly cares about bullying and hatred seems to be indifferent to real hate crimes or more appropriately, war crimes. I can't wait to find out when this document was actually released because it sounds like it was months ago. As far as Ukraine, we have Doc Holliday Zelensky standing in the middle of the city screaming, I'm your Huckleberry. Wild Bill Putin is howling at the moon and firing his six shooters. We have Ike Biden Clanton peeing himself in the basement bar, waiting for the impending European OK Corral. And Kamala Earp sounds like she is sloshing three bottles of laudanum while she negotiates with the city of Tombstone, Poland for everlasting peace and cackles of drunken stupor, only in a movie, folks, from Russia, with love. Folks, that's it for my show. Tonight's stumbles and all. We'll see if we can get it in post, but if we can't, we all will survive. Do me a favor if you would not mind. I go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. Veterans are committing suicide 22 a day. It is way too many. Post-traumatic stress, TBI, anxiety, and depression are all very real. Please do me a favor. Reach out to a vet. It is 100% anonymous. It is 100% free, and your duty station will not find out. Remember, mental health is physical health. If you can't get that vet to call, please call me, and I will help. And if you are a civilian, they will not turn you away. They will turn you to the right spot. Do me a favor. Vote for Brandon Mashon. He is running for Congress in Virginia. He is our man. Make sure you go ahead and donate to his campaign. He's a good friend. I like him, and I still can't pronounce his last name, but I guess that doesn't matter. Remember, folks, we can agree. We can disagree. You can love me. You can hate me. Just don't unfriend me. Good night.